everybody, this is Townsend. I'm a singer, songwriter, musician, and mental health advocate, and I started the You're Not Alone project and podcast to help educate, spread awareness, and simply help you feel a little less alone, no matter what you're going through. Thank you so much for tuning in to Season 2 of You're Not Alone with Townsend. Be sure to click the follow button and share these stories. You can also watch the interviews on our YouTube under Townsend T Music. You can also keep up with the journey if you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Townsend T Music. Every like, follow, and share helps us continue to change lives. I want to personally thank you for taking the time to listen to these conversations. It truly means so much. We've changed so many lives for the better, and we want to continue doing so throughout 2023. This project is made possible by sponsors and patrons. So if you'd like to help keep the You're Not Alone project going and hearing these amazing stories, we would love for you to join the family at patreon.com slash Townsend T Music. Just for signing up, you'll get free merch, discounts, and behind-the-scenes patron-only footage, not only of my music, but of each episode. That's right, so each guest on every episode answers a few more questions that only patrons will be able to watch and listen to. So head on over to patreon.com slash Townsend T Music and let's continue changing lives. What is up, everybody? It is Townsend. Okay, so you may recognize this guy. He has recently kind of hit the spotlight on TikTok, like knocked the algorithm out of the ballpark. I see him everywhere. I hear songs everywhere. You've not always been in the spotlight, but you've always been in the music scene. And we will hop into that in a little bit. But for my people, let's introduce you. So who is Abel Hart? Where are you located? Why might people know who you are? Uh, definitely. No, yeah. First off, thank you. Thank you for having me. This is, uh, yeah, I love having opportunities like this. So I appreciate it. It is literally um, my pleasure. I appreciate you hopping on, taking time to hop on. I know you're crazy busy right now. No, yeah, yeah, things have definitely been, yeah, been nuts. But um, no, yeah, I love anytime. Again, anytime I could hop on and do an opportunity like this, so I appreciate it. Um, yeah, always to answer your question, always. I guess for the most part, been in music. Uh, my father's a musician, so I grew up around it. I grew up with uh, my my mom taking me up to all the clubs and venues that he would play. Probably, probably I was probably too young for my mom to bring me <laughs> into the places, you know. So I grew I grew up around it. So very. Before I noticed, definitely probably very subconsciously ingrained um, in my DNA, but I used to, I guess, first off, I used to, I know we talked about it off camera right before this, I used to snowboard and I used to travel. That was my everything. That's what I want to do the rest of my life. And the track was the Olympics. And that's, that's all I wanted to do. And nothing but if I, like, there was no, it was live and die by that, you know, my, my whole life. Um before music never thought about it sometimes when things are so close to you you don't yeah. like my father I grew up with it so it's just a normal thing and absolutely never would have thought about doing it as a career it's just, again sometimes things are so close in front of your face you neglect to see an opportunity especially when you're young though you know because yeah. I was super young and I was like I'm not going to do anything else I'm just going to snowboard I don't want to be anything like my yeah dad. you know that's that's definitely be my own person for sure <laughs> exactly so uh, you know, with, with any sort of extreme sport or most sports in general come injury, you know, so I, I give you to be a shorter list to tell you all the bones that I haven't broken. Yeah. No kidding. Um, yeah. So it's just it's the name of the game. I feel like sometimes they're like uh battle scars too cool. You know, there's, now it's just, I don't want to break anything anymore, you know, but 
the cool the cool stories that I feel like I can at least talk about. The, um, the coolest story I have is like I fell at my 13th birthday party ice skating. That's it. And I kind of just want to <laughs> make up a cooler story. So if you've got a really good story, I'm just going to steal it. Okay. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, you should just uh, elaborate the story. It was 13. My, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. My friends Double are going to be like, what are you talking about? I'm going to be like, yeah, snowboarding. And um, I backflipped and busted my chin open. Yeah. Hell yeah. I've, yeah, I've, I've, I've had my bit up my tongue. My tongue was hanging, was oh hanging off. God. I was just actually talking to my manager about this. Um, yeah, I've had, I've had, uh, definitely some fun ones. And I know it's funny because at the time when that happened, I was wearing my, I was holding my buddy. I used to snowboard my buddy skied this other kid that we used to ride with. And he's like, I want to go down the slope one time with, uh, without poles. So I, I was like, Oh, that'd be awesome. You know, I'll snowboard with ski poles. And I went off the last boot or the last jump and it just wrapped around. I'm not used to a snowboard. I'm not used to it holding them. So I went off the jump and it wrapped around my oh. wrist. And when I landed it stuck in the ground and, and I hit it like this and I was, oh. it was a pretty big booter. And yeah, it just, if I just bit it. Yeah. And I, the whole blood was everywhere. I was wearing a full white suit, you know? Oh. So it looked like it was probably so traumatic. It was murder just saying is what people. happened. Yeah, for other people though, for me, it was just like, you know, it's like the snowboard life. You're like, yeah, it's Yeah. Okay. That's going to be my story. So if you see me telling that story on social media, just mind your own business. Just swap it. Just say it was with, uh, you're holding ski poles for, you don't know what reason, but you were wearing skates. So it's still kind of, you know, believable. I don't know why. Somehow I ended up with ski poles and bit my tongue off. It was the craziest thing. It was a wild experience. We'll see, you know, try it, try it, try it, try it at the next conversation. I'll lose a lot of friends after that story, but, um, so, so you got into skating, you were into snowboarding. How old were you when you were like, okay, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Um, well, I don't, I feel like similar to music and I'll get to that in a moment, but yeah, similar to that, it was more so, I don't know if I really chose it. It kind of happened. I went, I went maybe when I was eight, like I started in in that world. I definitely started late. You know, some of these kids grow up on the mountain and that's all they do from like a baby, you know? Um, But yeah, I was maybe around eight and I went with my cousins and it was the first time I was like, Oh, go get lessons. I get off the slope and they they gave my mom back the money. They were like, he doesn't need lessons. It was my first time ever, ever doing it. And it was just, I just loved it. Like I just yeah. fell in love with doing it. And my mom was like, Oh my gosh, like he's a natural. And it just made sense to me. Awesome. Um, you get around those people and they say, well, if you want to take it more serious, you have to start competing, you know, yeah. compete, compete. So I started doing that. And mind you, I was just like, uh, music, you know, I'm so, it's just so self-conscious, so nervous yeah, sure. what are people going to think. And I'm in front of people and they're going to make fun of me. Um, so a little slowly, but surely I started competing and then doing good and then start then you, then you get into other groups and they're like, if you really want to take it to the next level, you got to travel and you got to get sponsors and you got to do all these things because it costs money, you know? And, um, and so that's kind of what happened. And slowly but surely meet other people. And I, it was my life, you know, I was very fortunate to do it and then picked up sponsors. And again, throughout all of that, probably eight, because the end of that snowboarding for me was, I want to say it was pretty quick. I mean, eight to probably 16 or 17, was when my real bad injury was, but throughout that, you know, you'd broken bones, legs, elbows, shoulders, you know, tongues. Yeah. And, um, and then the real bad one was just my back was my lower back. It put me out. And, uh, you know, when you have something that is your everything and what you feel is your purpose in life, 
and you lose it, right? Especially not by choice. Um, I definitely got the case of the, what I say the, is the fuckets, you know, yeah. like after that had happened. Um, Cause I wasn't going to like normal high school at that time. Um, but yeah, but when I, when I lost that, I just, like I said, got the case of the fuckets and I was like, I don't even care if I can't fucking do this. Yeah. Um, I don't want to do anything. You I know, feel like I, just, that, I feel like that age is super important too. I feel like at 16, everybody's kind of self-conscious and you're trying to figure out yourself and to have such a literally career halting injury and yeah. you're just like what am I gonna do now and you haven't yeah. like made those for the friends that you have are off skateboarding snowboarding yeah for sure 100 percent. yeah and you and you kind of jump back into the normal schooling process and everyone's like oh where are you going for college you know yeah. or like what are you doing or what do you plan on doing and I was just like I'm not gonna yeah. do any of that like it's I felt like I lost my purpose and that's um you know that's what I felt what who I was right which yeah. now I now know is incorrect you know yeah. uh, but I felt like that's who I was and um, I wasn't meant for anything else and I was pretty much it's gonna sound very grim but I was just like mm-hmm. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna die like that's I'm just gonna die you know like sure. um, I don't want to do anything else that's all I want to do and that's all I'm good at I think what's yeah. was most important out of that story that's all I thought at least um, and so that led me that last year of high school, just not associating with the best people. And this isn't to neglect anyone else uh, or to speak bad or ill on anyone else. I mean, mind you, everyone's going through their own thing, right? Definitely internally, especially at that age. I was expelled. I, fin- I was expelled from high school. I finished the rest of, I finished the rest of school in ju- juvie, juvenile detention. And then, um, and then the rest of it at a separate alternative school. And yeah, I mean, for the next, I don't know how many years, uh, it's just a lot of abuse, like abuse on self, really, sure. you know, yeah. at the time, because, right, you lose what you love most in this world, you find something which I, I don't condone uh, any sort of drugs or abuse or anything like I, that's for sure. But I will say in my personal experience, uh, it, if I didn't have that, I say it saved me. Because if I didn't have that, I would have for sure, you know, ended it in my person, in my, just how I was feeling. Right. Yeah. Sure. Um, and as well, and I'll, I'll speak from, I'll try and speak from me, myself and I statements as much as possible. Right. Yeah. This is a personal journey of everyone. Absolutely. But my, my, my experience. Um, when we, ha- when I had some, you know, something so close to me and felt like was my purpose when I lost that and there was something say as a drug an external, something external that filled that internally, right? It's a void, you know, it's a, people have, you know, what do you talk about any sort of addiction? If it goes from drugs to drinking, to sex, to gambling, you know, to shopping, to to whatever it may be, that's not the problem. You know, for the longest time you said you have this problem, like this is a problem and you have it and that's the problem. None of it is the problem. Um, it's, It's a temporary solution to a permanent problem, a permanent problem being a spiritual malady, a spiritual malady being a void, something that you're lacking on the inside. Yeah. You know? It's like instant you're, gratification. Yeah. And you're trying, well, it's like, I'm lost. And this is, yeah. this is, Oh my gosh, this is, this is what, well, this is what I've been missing. You know, this whole thing, this, especially when you're going through that period where you're not, where I wasn't abusing anything and I just felt lost and I'm very fortunate. And I believe awareness as a human being and why we do what we do is the biggest thing. Right? If we don't know. And unfortunately a lot of people in this world don't know, like why they feel the way that they feel and have this. So 
Um, so I'm very grateful for the experience. I will also say before jumping into music, um, I can now say it's the best thing that never happened for me. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, like, absolutely. No morning, the best thing that never happened to me. It never felt like that before. Right. But that's how that, that snowball effect, you know, of influence and all that very, uh, at least in my experience has happened. Yeah. Um, I mean, those people are for, they're there in the moment. You need people. You've got these people offering you this thing that makes you feel good. So in the moment, it feels like you've got community. You've got something that makes you feel good, whether it's good or bad, who cares? Makes you feel something other than worthless. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Right. Because it's all like how, how you feel about yourself. You're the only one that has to look at yourself in the mirror every day, you know? Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I went back and forth through that and, uh, yeah, just a lot of, uh, you know, jail and treatment and, you know, just not, it came down to me just thinking I could freaking, I can run the show, you know, yeah. like I knew the best decision, like shit didn't work out this way, but if I, okay, I see why that happened. Yeah. So if I did it this way, you know, if I did it this way, then that's how I could like keep it back you know just make sure i can still do this shit but yeah. also do this shit you yeah know, stuff that I'm supposed to do. um you know and, and you do that long enough and uh the time frame behind uh each person is is different uh for me yeah, it lasted a good while it's crazy i've had hundreds of guests on here and i feel like in the end and even for myself the reason i started this i have stories as well but i feel like those deepest darkest places that we end up got us to where we are so it's hard to say they weren't meant to be or anything like that I feel like those tough places if you're able to get yourself out of it it builds you into what you are now which is just crazy and so it's really uh -huh. cool to see people succeed and do well after that and be able to be like you know I lived that and that's what yeah. I needed at that time although it was horrific I wouldn't want to go back but it made me yeah. where I am and who I am today what 100%. you you were kind of getting there, but when was the like aha moment or the moment that you were like, yeah, I got to cut this out? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, my last and final, uh, rock bottom, at least that did the trick, uh, a point where you have to just realize like the definition of insanity, consistently doing the same things over and over again, expecting different results. And if all of these things are happening, happening all from the different things that I think I could do each time, but like for one, no one's around me anymore. Yeah. and to like who else is to blame it's obviously myself but like that was never enough you know yeah. that was maybe enough to like maybe try and stop doing yeah. anything for or associating with... yeah for yeah, for sure you know a couple hours you yeah know? until you felt bad again uh, yeah sure yeah for sure you know and then that creeps in right that void that spiritual malady it's like oh, i just need to fill it with something external yeah. um but you you realize later that that can only be filled internally you know um but yeah, it was just the last time I was like, I don't know anything. I don't even know who I am. I don't know what I'm supposed to do, where I'm supposed to be. I just know that I don't want to feel this way anymore. And I'm willing to take any advice and do anything uh, that is guided by any anybody that's obviously been here before, because I didn't want to take any advice from anyone else. I went, so when I was in, like almost at that peak, peak point of my final rock bottom, I decided to do something different, right? Because I just like, I just I need to do something that yeah. I'm not doing. I went out with a buddy that I met just when I got back from this treatment center. It was my first time ever like at a social event. And I was like, oh my God. Like, and you would like bump into people and be like, eh. yeah, you know, it. it wasn't like no one was me where I grew up. Like you want to do that. You know what yeah. I mean? You just, like, it's just, it's a fight. So yeah. 
this was just a totally different experience for me. And I was like, oh my gosh, like everyone's here, but everyone's here because they want to be here. And it's like a community and the, the vibe. I never experienced like a frequency uh, like that. And I was like, yeah. oh my gosh. So I, every single, every single day I stopped like that, literally not even intentionally um, while I was using like that, I didn't even use, it wasn't even like a thoughtful thing. I was just like, I didn't want to go wow. to the club. I don't know what it is in this industry, but I want to do whatever it is. What can I do? So I started going to connect and ask questions, you know, like, how can I do this? And they were like, well, you have to DJ. So I'm going to go ask, how can I DJ or how can I do this? And they'd be like, well, you can DJ and you can book and go through these certain people, but you're going to hit a ceiling. If you want to not have a ceiling, you need to learn how to produce. So I was like, oh my gosh, like, no, 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 how freaking do that? Like, how about good with computers? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So just like anything and the same thing I take for, for snowboarding or anything else I learned in my life, I was like, okay, I'm just going to Google and YouTube everything. Yeah. You know? Anyways, I, I was like, okay, if I really want to do this, and fortunately I had my, my parents as well. And we knew enough at that point, had, had the awareness enough to be like, if I put anything before this, if I really want to do music, I, I can't put anything, like I have to get better. That's right. You know, just, uh, you know, physically, mentally, uh, spiritually, definitely. I just didn't, I couldn't sleep. I didn't want to sleep. Too excited. I was, I was in love. I was like, oh my God, this is what I'm, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. And I'm going to understand it. And I'm gonna, you know, and it was so cool to me because this is something that I would never, never in my life could I understand. I mean, I knew how to like open, you know, uh, MySpace or whatever yeah. it was at the time. I knew how to do that, but not really, you know, like I said, a profile picture. Yeah. But, so it was this whole new world and I was engulfed in it. And yeah, but, and, and so I, slowly but surely I had to learn. Yeah. Um, you know, the balance behind that, because uh, I'll say still to this day, like, I need the gym. Like, I know I need two things, or technically three things, but two, one can kind of be paired into the other. Uh, I need gym and uh, meditation. Like, those yeah. are the two things. Obviously, like, I'm keeping it pretty chill now, but my brain goes like this all the time, you know, yeah. nonstop. This point of and I do contest a lot of that, uh, having that for creativity, yeah. but it can also be my own worst enemy. I feel like yeah. a lot of people, so I feel, I hear that a lot. One, I feel like creators, uh, my brain is like that as well. I've always got like 75 tabs up at one time. And I feel like it's something creators and creatives have in common. And we just kind of learn how to exist in the normal world, you know? Uh, yeah. But when you start creating, it's addictive. You get stuck to it. But I feel like also like it, it it's like ADHD and it's a little bit addictive and it's a little bit creative. So it's just all these things together. But I totally relate to that, especially when you're on an idea. Like, no, I, I got to get it done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Oh my gosh. That and the perfectionism. But yeah, I think you definitely have to prioritize. And it's like, what, what am I meant to do today? Writing down. I don't know if you write, do you ever note, like write notes? Oh, absolutely. And have daily, I have yeah, to. Daily goals, daily notes, yeah. daily like to do's. Yeah. I never did that before. That, that sounds so simple, but. No, but um, it's not. And I feel like, so for me, uh, I feel like that's important. You've got all these tabs up in your head, like we talked about earlier, and a hundred things to do, but something about jotting them down kind of helps soothe that a little bit for me, maybe. Oh, Otherwise, I'm just obsessing about all of them. But writing them down and marking them off as I go makes me feel so much better. Yeah, I mean, you know, but, you know, I will say you know, all of this, you know, all the fears, facing all the fears that on the other side of fear is the life beyond your wildest dreams. Yeah. I swear, whatever it is. Obviously, if it's a fear of like, I don't want to jump into a lion's den. That's irrelevant. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's probably, I feel like that makes sense. 
yeah, probably don't do that. It's not a fear you should overcome. But yeah, you know, on the other side of fear is definitely a life beyond your wildest dreams. It's usually things that we necessarily don't want to do. You know, just doing all the things you necessarily don't want to do to get you to where you need to be or you want to be. You've not always been in the spotlight, but you've been writing a lot. And I actually saw that you've written for a lot of people. They call it a ghostwriter or kind of like somebody behind the scenes. I guess first I produced EDM and I did some ghost writing throughout that, some ghost production more so at that point. I moved to LA and I was like, the thing I was the most scared of this whole time, I love producing, I love doing, I'm going to start a new project. I'm going to Google and YouTube how to sing and uh, like produce pop and write. Uh, And I wanted the project like Abel Hart. My mom's always said you're able to do anything your heart desires. So I wanted I wanted the whole start of the project. I didn't always want it to be dark, but mm-hmm. a lot of things that I was feeling and the, a lot of a lot of the experiences that I had at that point in time, um, I wanted to be able to vent and express how I was feeling inside without actually continuously carrying through those acts in real life. Randomly, I put it on YouTube. I didn't expect it wasn't like, oh, did it go viral or do any of this? I don't even know. I guess it was still a thing at that time, but that's yeah. not what I anticipated. I was just like, oh. you know, it was almost like a fresh breath of fresh air. It's like therapeutic. Got 74 views. Here's the crazy part. 75. <laughs> Woo! You know? Mama Rich. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ma, I got, the, I got dinner tonight. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, with the percentage that they give you. So, pay me a penny. <laughs> so that week, out of the 74 views, someone, and this is, if you watch the video, the video is called Let Me Drown. One person saw it, and it was someone at NBC. They're like, hey, we're shooting this show, and we'd love for you to like be a part of it if you could send in all your stuff and if it makes sense. And so I didn't believe it was real. And yeah. mind you, I was also in the packing process. I'm about to move all the way back across country, yeah. like F this, almost getting into like the F it. And, and the universe or God, whatever higher powers is up there, I'm telling you, it's uh, definitely a real thing. And that week they're like, I said, well, I'm going to be moving out. I went back and forth with them. They're like, we'd love to have you. And they didn't tell you much info. They told uh-huh. you a little bit, but not much, right? Yeah. And I called my mom. And my mom's pretty much just like, if you don't fucking do it, you're not going yeah. home. Yeah. <laughs> you you're know? an idiot. Like, yeah, you're, an, you're, you're meant for this. You know, like, do it. And, and yeah, so that week, they put me up. Literally that week, I was supposed to move out because I didn't have nowhere else to go. They put me in the hotel to wow. start filming. And, yeah, I mean, it changed my life. Yeah, and long story short, <laughs> I remember waking up and I was, I was looking in the mirror and I was, I was like, "Your life's gonna change. Your life's gonna change. Your life's gonna change. You already won. You already won." Like I was just, that was the first time I think I've ever done that actually. Yeah. And I do it all the time now. I was like, "This can't be real." Like, I really would like. I I went back to not sleeping because really I was so scared for one, because there were so many opportunities I wanted to right when preparation meets opportunity, you want to seize every freaking moment. That's it. When I was like, that was one reason. And the other reason was because I was scared if I fell asleep. And when I woke up, it wasn't going to be real, you know, oh, it's like, felt like that, like it was just a video game. Wow. If anything, I learned from anything along the process of the journey that thus far at that point, I was like, I just, Energy is everything, where you are, who you associate with, and what I feel my other 
like daily schedule routine, what I fill my rest of my day out with. So you got your buddy, he's your manager. Y'all sit down, like get everything lined up. You've got TikTok, which just skyrockets. And you mm -hmm. see all the success after this freaking crazy incident that popped up. So what, what the heck is next for Ableheart? Oh geez, um, I mean, just keep just keep pushing the bounds, and honestly, just want to continuously just keep keep growing the platform, you know, and, and hopefully having an impact in the most positive way uh, with as many people as, as possible, you know. Just new music. We're doing a song a day now. We've been we're on day 32, so I've dropped 32 songs in the last 32 days. And they so are still going. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah, you. absolutely. I've made uh, so I just got back from California like a week ago speaking up. And like all the little reels that I made, I used your songs on because they're just, they're, they're slammers. They're amazing. I love it oh, so much. Thank you. Well, I appreciate it. It does. It means everything. Absolutely. Okay. Before we go, what would you tell somebody who might be going through something similar? Like you did, let's say that they're just in that, they don't give the Fs, like F it, everything. What advice would you have for them? Everything is temporary. Love that. No, I mean, it is, even even the good, you know? So it's like, I might as well enjoy every moment. You know? I like that a lot, that's perfect. It's all part of the story. I love that, absolutely. All right, well, Abel, thank you so, so much for joining us. I know you're crazy busy. People can look you up under Abel Hart, which explained how you got that name earlier. And I love that so much. Thank you. Yeah, and thank you for having me. Seriously, it's been, it's been awesome. I love having these conversations. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. All right, everybody, we will see you next week. If you'd like to hear the rest of this interview, visit patreon.com slash townsandteammusic. And don't forget, you can also watch the interviews on our YouTube channel at townsandteammusic YouTube. Okay, guys, if you're in the market to buy or sell, I have the perfect company for you. Clark & Co. Realty is located in the Benton, Bryant, Arkansas area. But they're able to serve you no matter where you're located in the state. They've streamlined the process of buying or selling a home to make it so much easier. They have a team of industry experts that make sure you have access from anything you can think of. I'm talking from local home inspectors to painters to gardeners and so much more just to provide you with the best service possible. They're dedicated to providing the most up-to-date market data in the area. And I think the coolest part is if you go on their website, you can use their easy-to-use fast property search. You can even create a custom market report to see what's active, under contract, and sold in your neighborhood. Their team is made up of caring, knowledgeable professionals that work around the clock to help you with the process of buying and selling your home. So again, if you're in the market to buy or sell, Clark & Co. Realty is definitely the company for you. Tell them Townsend sent you. Let's be honest. I think we could all use somebody to talk to every now and then. Healing Path Counseling in Conway, Arkansas is 100% my go-to when it comes to therapy. Wendy Blackwood has more credentials than letters in the alphabet. She's won awards for her outstanding services and has a whole page of board memberships. Basically, she knows what she's doing. She works hard to help equip you with the tools needed to live your best life. She even offers a variety of services including, but not limited to, cognitive behavioral therapy, technology-assisted counseling, relationship counseling, and EMDR. Trust me, 
I know therapy can be intimidating at first, but let me assure you, Wendy does her best to make you comfortable and find the best solutions and plans for you. Trust me, don't wait to make the call. Give Wendy Blackwood a Healing Path Counseling a call today. Get started on the best version of you. 